how will I ever fit this into 20 minutes? But anyway, that's the challenge. Um, so um, so Mandy, and then, Mandy and then Becky will present with two further units and some of the, the data from that. I'm going to then come back at the end and try and sort of sum it all up. Um, and we will have, I hope, a little bit of time for kind of question and answer discussion. But we do have a whole long hour slot at the end of the day for that. So even though we've been a bit pressured this morning, there is some more time. And that also gives you longer to formulate some really challenging, awkward questions for us. Okay, so maybe. Okay, sorry, uh, it's me again. And um, uh, another PowerPoint. Um, I'm going to talk about institution. This, this, is, uh, this was the third of our um, concepts and the third of our units of, of work um, in the project. And um, the, again, the kind of, um, the title might, you know, should possibly have a, a question mark at the end of it. It's certainly, you know, part of the kind of thinking that's going on for us at the moment. Um, and much of this data will be, will draw on um, the work that, that the, um, the year, <laughs> the year two or three, uh, the year two three teacher, um, the primary school teacher who, who Becky um, alluded to earlier on as well, and to try again to sort of give you a flavour of of what it is that he does in the classroom that that helps kind of push um, and challenge and contradict um, at the same time as support. So you know what are the kind of scaffolds that he, that he's using and how how does he use them. Um, quite conscious that kind of historically teaching institution as one of the key concepts of media education has been regarded as problematic. Um, its sociological orientation tends to kind of render it a bit uncomfortable for some, um, whilst for others um, the, the solution is to kind of oversimplify uh, the theorising of media institutions, either as commercially exploitative, bad, uh, or serving the public interest, good. Um, and, and that makes it difficult for learners to engage in the structure agency debate um, in a way that connects with their own media experiences and practices. But um, if a concept-led approach uh, to learning is adopted, and I'm and, and not quite sure um, whether we said that earlier on, but, but starting actually with the concept not as an end point, but the concept as, a, as something to be contested, something to be challenged, um, and is also subject to context and change through time, a little bit like stereotyping. Um, on that basis, we want to recuperate institution, or to work towards the recuperation of institution as a productive tool for exploring the conditions under which cultural forms are produced and circulated, um, as well as the values and the struggles embedded therein. Okay, so another slide uh, with its various... Um, um, uh, Framing um, questions. Uh, production processes, who makes media, economics, connections, regulation, targeting audiences, access and participation. And it's really economics and regulation um, that I'm going to uh, focus on here because that was, uh, I think, for us, um, what generated the most interesting, possibly most surprising, uh, surprisingly productive data um, from this, this unit of work. Okay. Um, I think institution is, is also thought by some to be more concrete um, than, than representation, um, as an example. Um, 
And in part, this is a kind of consequence of attempts to make the bigger idea of, of media in and society more accessible um, and uh, by focusing on media industry. So media indus industry seems to have you know, become, has substituted or substitutes for the concept of, um, of institution. Um, but, but we would are beginning to argue that industry um, and institution are not synonymous. So what are the issues? Um, regulation and, and economics are regarded as uh, tangled and difficult to teach um, and transmitted um, as sets of disembodied facts as a consequence. Um, that approach then might be seen to adopt a deficit model of learning and suggestive of fixity over flux. So what's to talk about? Um, more importantly, though, the people who, who work in media institutions themselves engage in complex interactions with economic, political, cultural, and social structures. Um, and a pedagogy of transmission misses the opportunity to engage with media institutions as a dynamic sociocultural practice or dynamic sociocultural practices. <coughs> So whilst production work potentially offers the opportunity of a more inductive pedagogy, um, the risk of focusing on product rather than the process of production can, can limit um, conceptual learning. Um, and in some models of media literacy, the concept uh, of institution is omitted altogether. So really we wanted to um, try and challenge the orthodoxies of, of deficit and, and disinterest in relation to this concept. Um, we had four activities, again, were planned for this work. Uh, a case study of the institutions, organisations and individuals involved in um, bringing a cultural product to the market. Um, some teachers used Harry Potter, but, but others chose Star Wars and Ben 10. Uh, and this was followed by a case study of the BBC as a media institution uh, and some work on news as a form uh, and then finally um, a simulation activity. So back to um, this, uh, the year two teacher um, in one of uh, one of our sites. Um, the data I'm going to talk about was generated mainly by by him um, and his class. And Bruner's notion of a kind of a spiral curriculum revisited recursively and in progressively more complex ways suggests a number of possible entry points to institution, but, but not very much work has been done on children's learning about media institutions, and we wanted to talk about this particular year group in more detail as a consequence. The conceptual framework had been introduced to year two, so languages, institutions, representations, and audiences, from the beginning of the project by this teacher with different degrees of emphasis. Where the concept of media language was an object of study, for example, uh, representation, institution and audience became concrete tools used to scaffold the learning about media language. So became, um, if you like, peripheral to the study of media languages, but used, were used as scaffolds and pulled in um, at, at various points. We had a sort of an, an idea of a kind of a conceptual universe where, you know, the planets of representation and audience kind of moved in and out of focus and round about a little bit. Uh, we thought it was quite good at the time. <laughs> um, so in this way, the children actually became not only familiar with the conceptual framework, which was important, 
but also began to draw on it as a set of, set of tools that can usefully inform each other. He moved across and between media platforms, form and content, past and present, from uh, a contemporary television advert for Coca-Cola to Nosferatu and German Expressionism, then on to Lady Gaga's website. But asking the same institution a question, who made this and why? The children also um, did some work on um, how many bottles of Coke would have to be sold to recoup spend on the Happiness Factory advert that, that they looked at and analysed uh, in the first unit of work. How many cinema tickets would they need to, um, to uh, sell in order to recoup spend on Harry Potter? How many T-shirts to recoup the cost of a Lady Gaga music video, for example? All of these were experiences of um, text that, that they had had earlier on. And th this, this is year um, three by this point. So drawing on the children's experiences as producers of scary films as well in the languages unit, he establishes who they are and what they want. So these kind of shadowy um, figures of, of producers and institutions and so on that, that a lot of children in their talk refer to as they. So he wanted to get at who, who, who are they and what do they want? It was a very interesting question that he used later on. Um, so in this way, their learning is immersive, it's connected, it's supported, and it's also intellectually challenging. So I suppose I'm kind of making a very long-winded point about um, the importance of, uh, of, of having a media curriculum to draw on. So the Harry Potter model. Um, here we were drawing attention to the range of institutions, organisations, and individuals involved in the production and circulation of a media product. But more importantly, the relationships between them, what do the children know about, about all of that? Um, this activity needed careful handling because it can draw attention to what learners don't know rather than helping them build on, on what they do. Year three showed a keen interest in the media economics of um, this commercial environment, but they also showed a keen interest in media regulation and ethics. So as well as recognising that review in the Sunday Times was, in their words, like an advert, they began to ask questions about who makes rating decisions. Who are they? And enforcement. How do some children get to watch um, an 18? Some children in this class get to watch an 18 when um, uh, that's not allowed. When talking about the BBFC, the uh, British Board of Film Classification, the profit motive for them suddenly lost its traction when their teacher asked, but what do they want? So most year three children regarded regulation as a protective measure, a view of institutions, this is where they're starting to theorise about institutions, about what it actually means, where they're learning to theorise. So we haven't told them what it means, the teacher hasn't told them what it means, but they're starting to explore it in, in, through talk. Um, so they have a view of institutions responsible as good for us and good for society. And rather than conflict, they saw reciprocity in a relationship between institutions and audiences. One is inventive and creates products. The other wants and is also prepared to pay for. Didn't have a problem with that. Regulars have an ethical role in their view. They want you to be happy. They want you to be safe because that's what your parents want. For year 11, though, the relationship between institutions and audiences was, constru was, was constructed as reciprocal. So Rupert Murdoch and Ted Turner's, Ted Turner's ownership of media conglomerates weren't regarded as problematic. 
that they are both men was. On regulation, though, year 11 <coughs> take a very different position to year 3. Um, regarded as censors by them, the role of regulators is more about constraint. But this, too, is an ethical question, um, if uh, motivated differently. Moving both year groups towards a more nuanced <coughs> position uh, is, is the challenge of progression. <coughs> so no evidence of deficit or disinterest here, then. Um, there are class issues, though. And year three in our other site did not approve of the profit motive at all. The year three teacher um, then moved on to the uh, BBC uh, as case study of an institution. Uh, and year, five, year three and five um, showed that they know a great deal about the BBC. Um, and it might be said that they, they know more than year nine and eleven. For these older groups, cultural capital in relation to Sky is of greater interest, but class issues emerge here again, and this time uh, where the older groups are concerned. In our other site, um, there's a great deal of historical knowledge about classic BBC comedies, for example, but knowledge of funding uh, is probably as slight as um, the year threes. So this is quite an interesting question. What does the BBC have to sell? So having kind of set up this, what do they sell uh, in order to, um, what do they have to sell in order to get their money back? Asking this question where the BBC was concerned was much more problematic. Um, so by moving on to the BBC, the Year 3 teacher introduces a different media model that challenges the ones they've experienced so far. Whilst the BBC might appeal to Year 3's position on regulation and ethics, um, how it makes money is more problematic for them. Some of the children suggest the difference between the BBC and ITV is the one has adverts, many other doesn't. The relationship between the adverts and the programmes, however, is unclear. There's some sense that the people who watch the programmes <coughs> pay. There is also a sense that the BBC is a public service. It's a given, it's just there. When the children say that no, they don't have to pay for the BBC because we've already got it. The teacher introduces the idea of a licence fee issued by the government. Class has a very rich discussion about how this works and it involves much transmission of facts, such as Rethian principles, for example. Uh, but this link with politics that he's introduced at this stage is of great interest to them. And the question of trust emerges. So if the BBC told you something, would you believe it as fact? One of the children says yes, she would believe the BBC because if they didn't tell the truth, they'd go to prison for panicking people. <laughs> this is particularly pertinent in the wake of a hoax text that had been sent around the school about a missing child the previous week. Spontaneously, some of the children talk about the BBC being cut off if they told lies, if they couldn't be trusted. And again, this is all very much related to ethical and moral issues where um, broadcast media in general, broadcast news in particular, is concerned. And questions about the BBC as regulator and as regulated are to the fore, and there's an awareness of a difference between live and, and, and recorded elements. So the teacher says, OK, so why does Sky want to show us news as well? Continually complicating, troubling, this theorising, the beginning to kind of theorise on the basis of um, the I I information as, as they get it. 
Why does Sky want to show us news as well? Well, one child suggests they might want to beat the BBC. Uh, so he would have understood the fuss about tripling his in. Okay. Then they go into some um, content analysis uh, of particular stories, and here um, the student fees protest, the honeymoon uh, murders, the uh, shark attack in Sharm el Sheikh, and um, the floods in Australia uh, were chosen. <coughs> Um, the children were unsure about the relationship between the images and the people and the events in the stories here. This was year three. They were raising questions about ethics and regulation again. Is that a picture of the woman who died? Is that a picture of the shark that killed her? They were asked to draw on their experiences of different types of pictures in order to make judgments about whether the image was reliable. Which one looks most like a film poster, he, said, he asked. Which one from a reference book? So he was allowing them to draw on other resources that they're familiar with to make judgments about what they are looking at um, uh, at that particular moment. Year three were also introduced to a session on news. So each group had a newspaper, your paper, the Daily Express, the Sun, the Times, the Telegraph and the Mirror. They said that the Telegraph was posh and banky. Um, the sun was normal and exciting. They noticed that um, X Factor and I'm a Celebrity, uh, in the, the, they were the stories that were of great interest to them um, in the sun. They had to count 12 pages before they got to the shark story, but only three in the Telegraph. So what did that mean? They made a note of which stories they had to go past. The weather, the World Cup, X Factor... And they weren't very sure themselves whether the shark story was important. So they'd shifted from an earlier position of thinking that anything involving death and tragedy was important um, by connecting with their own experiences of newspapers in the home, doing some content analysis work, and they started re-theorising news values. Okay, so back to broadcast news uh, and the shark. Um, they looked at um, a bulletin from ITV, News at 10 ITV, um, the uh, news bulletin, BBC News Bulletin at 6 o'clock, and uh, BBC 3 60-second update, as well as Newsround. And they did some comparing of content uh, across all of those bulletins. <coughs> Asking questions about the reliability of sources, again, thinking about how they might make judgments, thinking about the relationship between the images they see, and so on. <coughs> Year 3 judged Newsround to contain more detail than the BBC News at 6. They noted that much of the content was drawn from an interview with a witness and were concerned about the reliability of a witness who said that she had taken a four-month-old baby with her into the sea when the sharks were around. So they were questioning then how they could make sense of the evidence that she was uh, presenting. Using different forms and moving between fiction film, Jaws, uh, reference books, newspaper and broadcast news raised new questions for them about sources and how they might begin to make judgments. By realising that the footage was the same across a number of broadcasts, the teacher was able to take the children from a position where they were unsure about how to think about representations. Is that the woman who was killed? Uh, or is that the killer shark? 
to a position where they realised that images don't necessarily have a real relationship with the facts. And they had a lot of fun with this new knowledge in their simulations that we don't really have um, time to talk about um, just now in the book. Okay, so um, what did we find? By retaining a strong conceptual focus on institution, these year three children were learning how to theorise about elements such as regulation, ethics and funding. And that's the important point really, is that they were learning to theorise about them rather than um, having them kind of given to them in sort of a top-down way. They were also learning about different sources and how to make judgments about reliability and truth. The work Year 5 did in the production of news for a target audience they knew, either parents or children at their school, making a profit in the process, moved into the concrete of real experience. So they were taking these early discussions, this early thinking about institution as a concept into um, a real experience of producing their own news for real audiences. The simulation of production required the children to enact and embody unfamiliar institutional roles and processes and facilitated deeper learning. These primary children had then come a long, long way from the shadowy perceptions of who are they and what do they want. And that really was just about uh, in a week. <laughs>